and Robbie, I don't remember, like Robbie had left for something. He, I don't remember if he was upset or. He if, went to hang out with his friend that has a gun. <laughs> he has <laughs> no, a blind friend. that's Bill. Oh, Bill that's, has a blind friend oh, who has Bill a gun. Bill has a blind friend who has a gun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Yo, what's up, everybody? Whoa, you almost said bitches. I did not. Wow, dude. I absolutely did not. Welcome back to Site Attendant. It's been so long since I've been in the studio. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell everyone about the thing or uh, no? About what thing? All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ashley was in uh, jail. Oh, She yeah. w- went to real jail real jail because she got caught in biden's america without a mask on prison yep that was me it's rough rough out here for us uh uh, anti-maskers yeah really though uh if you've already stopped listening i'm sorry we've made a terrible (laughs) mistake we (laughs) we we, i will not listen to a podcast where one of the hosts have been to jail we we wear our masks and we drink seltzer that's Jordan opening up his, I opened up mine you off blew the mic it. because you com- I hate you it. Completely blew it. Why? Because we were supposed to open in tandem. That that wasn't the plan. Yeah, we talked about this. No, we didn't. Uh, so how how y'all been doing? And by y'all, I mean you. Oh, are you talking to me? Yeah. Or do we want to say, "Hey, everyone, how are you doing?" And everyone, then just do like just ten seconds wait, of silence so, yeah. so that you could talk to your radio or your phone. Talk to your windshield. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're back. Uh, I you, was not in jail. Yeah, actually, I was not in jail. She was babysitting some dogs. <laughs> I um, was. So you all uh, didn't really notice that we were even gone or had a little bit interruption, but we are making these episodes much more current than the last couple were. So we are now officially one week out. When you're listening to this, one week out from HBO's last day. Wait, how many? Yeah, uh, there are only 30 days <laughs> in this month. 31? Uh, no, there are thir- 31, 31 days in this month. 31, March, <laughs> September, July, and November, right? I have no idea. I don't know. Either way, uh, it, it's close to close to the end of HBO's uh, opportunity to live up to you know the lawsuit that they went through to add fifteen hundred hours of audio description to their content. Uh, they've had about a year to do it, and so far they have added. Can do? Would you like to tell the audience how many hours they've added? Um, it's approximately how many times I've ever been to jail. Boom, goose egg. Zero. Big old zero. Big old zero. So we are going to have a hashtag cancel HBO celebration <laughs> uh, uh, next week's episode, probably, depending on what they do between now and then. Uh, we're going to have a live stream. We are going to ha- we're going to put up a tent and a bounce castle in our front yard. Yep. We're going to be live hosting. We we're going to have those huge speakers. Yep. Uh, we are gonna. Re- we're actually really close to an auto dealership. You know how they'll do that sometimes, like mm-hmm. uh, WKHZ coming to you live from Mopler's Jeep Ford Ram. That shit. We'll <laughs> be doing that. Um, we are gonna rent the the little flaggy boy that flies behind an airplane. Mm-hmm. That says, "Hey, yo, HBO, no, no, no." Why? Why don't you go like that or some some clever like you know something like that? Was that good? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. 
so yeah, just just get ready. We're probably going to be absolutely uh, nightmarishly uh, rude. So and you should be rude to HBO too. Right to your local HBO representative. Right to your yeah. Right to your, your local HBO representative. Yeah, do that. You know. Um, we've also uh, we had that interview on a on a different podcast. We were going to be a little guest spotting on. Uh, there was a bit of a delay in that, so that'll still be coming. Uh, just you know, a slight delay to that, uh, and we will be announcing that uh, probably the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah. So keep an ear to the ground for that little fella. Uh, mm-hmm. Do we have any other announcements for the folks? Um, I don't think so. Uh, other than that, we're still very cool. Yeah. Very much we're probably still doing side attendant podcast. Yeah, share it with a friend. As always, we we will tell you that pretty much every time. Um, yeah, we're. Pr- I think we're the most attractive people doing podcasts. Yeah, definitely. I uh, mean, when we're competing with like Tom Segura and his wife, I... Oof. <laughs> what... I mean, so there are tons of podcasts where just like, you know, just get it to get, you know, get it together. Come on. Yeah. Get your life together. Touch you up, have a ton of money. Touch up those roots. <laughs> For sure. Touch up those roots. Uh, Get your hairline together, dog. Get those Joe Rogan hair implants. Whoa. Speaking um, of podcasts that we're definitely in direct competition with. Oh, easily. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we are the number one podcast in all of Kazakhstan. Definitely that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, just get ready for our stupid us whining about HBO episode coming up soon. We also worked on some plans for a super secret upcoming possible mini, mini season. season. Yeah, I'm super pumped about that. I feel Let's... like it might turn into a full-fetched season by the time we like get all of our plans <laughs> written down. Oh, yeah. I mean, just in a, like, let's be laying on the couch on a lazy Saturday mm-hmm. and throw some stuff together because it's too cold to garden at this point. Uh, we got we had like what eight or nine episodes written down. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think it I think it might end up being a whole a whole beast all its own. So you've very been very excited. Uh, outside of the side attendant stuff, have you been watching, reading, or listening to anything interesting lately? Um, no, I started listening to a new podcast called Murder Mile that I was telling you about the other day. Ooh yeah. Um, about in the good old UK. Please but, stop! Oh what? my god, why do you do this? Huh? Um, Sorry, it's just natural for me. My <laughs> ancestry comes from there, so it's like it's built in. Oh yeah, it's like genetic. That's, that's why it sounds so good yeah. when you do it. Yeah. It's a perfect Devon accent. Oh my god, please stop talking. Um, I heard about it, of course, on the Morbidology podcast because I love her so much, and um, I know that like we should be talking about podcasts that are like similar to ours, and we definitely will in the future. But like, listen, in the talking, meantime, yeah. I like murder. We're talking about podcasts that are similar to ours, and that they're amazing yeah like ours that's true so So i heard about it in the morbidology um Mm -hmm. podcast uh shout out to emily g thompson because she's the best Mm -hmm. um and it is a podcast about basically like this one square mile in london um it's like the the soho neighborhood um and i learned so you asked me what soho means for them I think the internet told me it was like a war cry uh, for them. Because like Weird. for Soho and other places, it's something like else. South of Houston. Yeah. Or um, south of Howell Street or mm-hmm. south of... It, yeah, it's it's all over the place. Yeah. yeah. 
So, um, but yeah, uh, in the Soho, and that's like notoriously like the gay neighborhood. Okay. And like historically too, like there are a lot of um, brothels and uh, gay clubs and strip clubs and okay. things like that. Um, so I've just been listening to like he does like walking tours so he like kind of like reenacts them okay um and tells them from different people's perspective which is really neat nice um and some of them can be awfully graphic and terrible yeah i mean that's kind of the you know, nature murder yeah i was gonna say that's like the nature <laughs> of murder stuff right is yeah like, oh yeah this is this is absolutely horrifying yes um so yeah i had been um listening to that recently nice um i got a pair of roller skates. You got a pair of roller skates. You got a Nintendo Switch. You had uh, you threw yourself a mini Christmas in uh, March. <laughs> well, okay, but to be fair, the Switch is for my mom. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mama. Um, the same mom who's listening to this in the shower, and oh, gross. <laughs> I'm sure she enjoys it like everyone who listens knows that she listens to it in the shower. Um, Mm -hmm. And so to be fair, it's because she is obsessed with the Nintendo Switch, her um, and her wife, Vicky. And they had to get new ones. Yeah. I don't know where Vicky listens to the site attendant podcast, Um, but she had to get the Animal Crossing one and my mom had to get the new Mario one. Okay. So they had to replace them. Uh, my mom is, this is kind of where like I get some things from is that she needs to have every single color Joy-Con ever. Um, so the Animal Crossing has different Joy-Cons, different color Joy-Cons. They're like um, pastel, green, and blue. Right, yeah. And then the Mario ones I think are red, but the puppy head is blue. What the fuck is a puppy head? Um, so it's like this like plastic like controller part. You know how the Joy Cons are just like two little loosey goosey boys on little, the sides little, that you can like pull out. Yeah, little nubbins. So it's basically like a plastic thing that like you slide them into and it becomes like one controller. But it looks okay. like a puppy. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Like a I little gotcha. square head puppy. I got gotcha. you. Um so yeah, uh so the those Joy Cons are red. And she even let me pick out the Joy-Cons from her collection that I wanted. Damn, dude. I know. Uh, I got the like electric pink and green ones. Damn. And I have been playing Mario Kart. She gave me one of her three copies of Mario Kart. Damn. Um, and then she also bought me the Breath of the Wild and like all the like downloadable content and stuff. So I've been working through Breath of the Wild, you know, years later. Uh, <laughs> I jo- I got on the train real late, yeah, but I'm I mean, enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Sometimes. Um, did she forget your birthday, or this was just like, hey, I love you, and my also, mom spoils me. Well, I mean, it's probably better <laughs> to like <clears throat> pass it on to you than sell or give to some other rando, right? Yeah. So that's she nice. She loves me, and now, like, whenever she visits or we visit, like, maybe she won't feel as bad, like being on playing her. her games yeah she sent me a picture like uh her and her wife had like a little getaway weekend at like a resort thingy and she sent me a picture of their setup in this resort and it's exactly like their setup at home like they have these big like they're bigger than tv trays um they're like little table kind of things mm-hmm. that have like their screen like they each have like a little like vizio tv right and their switches like side by side mm. and they like play Animal Crossing, go to each other's islands all the time. And like they're very invested in Animal Crossing. 
That's pretty cute. Yeah. So that's my newest thing is playing Breath of the Wild years and years later. Nice. <laughs> um, and then my roller skates, my roller skates were a um, a present because, uh, or a present to me um, because I've been doing really well on this whole fitness journey mm-hmm. that I'm on. Um, yeah. This episode is brought to you by, nope, wait. No, they're not paying us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so if you, anyone's interested. Yeah, you got some roller skates. Yes, I got Maybe ska- a skater girl. Moxie roller skates, Moxie beach bunnies. Um and uh they're like the quad skates. I've only ever like roller skated before. In, or rollerbladed. They're not an inline skate. Correct. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Cool. Um and of course, I got all of the uh knee pads, elbow pads, wrist pads. I've got a helmet. Um, I was practicing in the basement the other day. Listen, here at the Side Attendant Podcast, <laughs> our number one rule is safety first. Of course. So I'm I'm very proud of you. For well, and Tony the other day was like, were you wearing your helmet? Of course I was wearing my helmet. Are Jeez, you kidding me? What do you me? think this is? And Tony's like, well, at your age, excuse me? At my age? Everyone uh, should wear a helmet. Yeah, I mean, what are you talking about? Although, what is it? Like, cer- at a certain age, like, you're recovery from a concussion is like almost completely diminished isn't like once you're older than 35 if you get a concussion it's like permanently detrimental i have whereas like earlier earlier than that like you got a little bit of bounce back you still got you still got like some rubber in your brain you know yeah i would argue i have a lot of rubber in my brain but Mm -hmm. that's a different story yeah um but so far i've only been practicing in the basement in the basement yeah yes because you guys cleared this like beautiful like rink for me oh yeah we, yeah while you were doing your dog sitting we spent a lot of time turning the basement into a roller skating racetrack so. <laughs> i'm a lucky gal yeah. what about you what have you been reading let's talk about you jordan mm, God. Uh, so i'm reading this really messed up book uh called baby be mine or something i think it's baby be mine uh, about a lady that murdered a pregnant woman in order to steal the baby out of her and then just like took it home and was like, yeah, I've been pregnant this whole time. Just no one really noticed. So this was my baby I had yesterday. Oh, yeah. And that everyone, happens to me all the time. Yeah. When you're, yeah. And everyone was like, yeah, that's normal and it makes sense. And she was like, yeah, I know. Right. And then she got arrested and caught. But uh, yeah, it's a really wild book. But uh, aside from that, I've been listening to The Dollop, uh, which is a podcast with Dave Anthony and Gary Reynolds. Uh it is I'm sorry. His name is Gary Reynolds. Uh it's Gareth. Uh Gareth. The joke is That's a name. Yeah. The joke is though that the host uh Dave regularly calls his co-host uh Gary instead of his correct name, <laughs> Gareth. But so I've been listening to that almost from the beginning really and uh been uh marathoning those episodes lately. It's really great. It's a American history podcast, and it just weird, messed up stories from ye olden times. We actually listened to one together about firefighters that was really uh, absolutely wild. It really was. Told the story of how, like, in the sixteen or no, in the seventeen and eighteen hundreds, like firefighters would just basically beat the absolute shit out of each other yeah. instead of fight the fire. Yes. <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah, but, they were wild boys. Uh, yeah, do you want to talk about the film we watched for this week's episode? Oh, dang. We watched a film, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, My Blind Brother. Is the name of the film. 
That's the name of the film. Do you know when it was released? Uh, 2016. 2016. So it stars your boy Adam Scott, mm-hmm. Nick Kroll, and Jenny Slate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I don't know her. Really? Yeah. Her name sounds super familiar, and I feel like I should know who she is. What else is she in? Have you ever seen the television show Parks and Recreation? Yes. So she is in the television show Parks and Recreation. Who does she play? She plays... Um, um, the main lady? No. No, my goodness, no. Is that Tina Fey? No. That's Amy Poehler. Got it. Um, I need to get her actual name because I won't... I, I don't want to associate her with somebody else. Gosh, when did that end? She is Yuzan Sari's friend? No. Sh- she plays Mona Lisa. Who in the H is that? That is the sister of Jean Ralphio. So she's like the girl Jean Ralphio. Okay. Obnoxious. Yes. Like not similar to the character that she was in this film. No, no, okay. no, no. So do you want so give me like what was this film about? Like what would you say that this was about? Um, I would say that it's about a middle-aged guy who lives in the shadow of his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, his blind brother. His blind brother, yes. Um, who gets, you know, all these accolades and things for being super athletic and, of course, for being such a an inspiration. An inspiration uh, to us all. Yes, because he has a disability and he can act like a normal human. Yeah. Um, he can he can run he can run and he can swim and stuff yeah um but he so nick kroll plays the brother bill Mm -hmm. and he kind of lives in adam scott's shadow um because we learn should i should i just like spoil it right away what's adam scott's character's name um adam scott's character's name is robbie robbie yeah i think it's robbie yeah. yeah Yes, Rob. And then Rose is Jenny Slate's character. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it so like it opens with the two brothers running together. Mm-hmm. And there is this thing that they're running with mm-hmm. called a tether. Yes. So it's where you uh like when a so I won't say all the time, but oftentimes uh, blind runners will use something called a tether. Most often, I think folks uh, will hold it in their hand, uh, and it's just like a three-foot-long length of rope or a strapping or cord or an- any you know flimsy piece of something. Mm-hmm. Um, and each person runs with it in their hand to help uh, guide the blind runner. The sighted person will use it to you know do left, right, and it, there's a lot of talking involved too. Um, but that strap kind of helps uh, guide the blind runner, mm-hmm. and so the, so it opens with them them running like that, and then uh, Adam Scott jumps up onto a podium and is like accepting some sort of check for some charity, like the th- so it's clear that like the run was for some charity, right? Mm-hmm. And then he thanks a bunch of people. At no point does he thank his brother, who is his his guide, mm-hmm. and then he gives this big long spiel about there's one person more than anything that helped with this and you you know it's the whole switcheroo you think he's going to thank his brother but he thanks god 
pretty funny. So like that mm-hmm. sets the, I think the tone for their, uh, kind of their interaction throughout the whole movie. I won't say like the tone for their relationship because they're still really close and, mm-hmm. and, and really good brothers, but like they're like the tone for how they interact through his, uh, athletics yes. is, is set there. Um, so then it, uh, you can now spoil what you were wanting to spoil. Um, well, I, I just wanted to like preface it with at least like setting up kind of. So, well, there are other things that I want to say before I spoil things. Um, so then the other um, big part of the movie is obviously Jenny Slate is in this movie and she plays the love interest. Um, and so after this marathon is done, um, they all go home and like the parents of course are all like oh Robbie you're so amazing and like I made your favorite dinner and like Bill doesn't like the dinner and the mom is just like oh you can pick out the was it eggplant or something yeah which I think is a common like it's a it's a pretty common movie trope of like parents do nice things for one sibling and the mm-hmm. other has to just like hang mm-hmm. you know so um so uh he's just like i'm gonna go out like i'm t- i'm just i'm not in the mood for this so he goes out to this bar where they're gonna having... go to the cheesecake factory and have a drink <laughs> it's christmas it's so good um so um, he so, he he hits a bar. Yeah, and he uh, there's like a wake going on. So like, not only has he had like an exhausting day where he gets no recognition at all, but he also like goes to a bar and like everyone is sad. Yeah, um, and it, and it doesn't seem so. He didn't like intend to show up at this thing. He didn't no, know. No, yeah, no, okay. no. It seems like like his regular spot or something, and it just, yeah, happened, just happened to, to be. be. Okay. Yeah, um, he meets Jenny Slate, mm-hmm. Rose, and they are they have like instant chemistry. Like they both say terrible things. Um, just like uh, <laughs> I don't know, like they just seem to get along really well. They're both like what I would call like shitheads, yeah, or like dirtbags. Mm-hmm. So like they are technically good people who don't necessarily like use soft words. And this They're, is a wake for the boyfriend that she had broken up with. Moments, um, moments, moments before prior, he died. He, yeah. he had just gotten hit by a bus. Yeah. So she feels guilty, but also is like flirting with this new guy, gets drunk and goes home with him. Yeah. Um, and then they're like drunk laying in bed and telling each other they love each other. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, you know, I've never gotten drunk and like told someone I loved them, but it's not beyond the scope of like possibility. I am just wondering if that is also just part of their like dirtbag nature. Right. Yeah. I mean, and like, depending on the level of dirtbag that you are, um, male or female, boy or girl, man or woman, NB or other, uh, there's potential for you to say shit you don't mean. Oh, yeah. In order to land a sexual encounter. <gasps> what? There are tons of people like that. Tell Did you know me. that? Tell me about these people. They're out there. Who? Uh, pretty much. I, I want to look out for them. Uh, pretty much every person. Really? 75% of people hmm. that do hook up are scary. 
Mm. So that's my PSA for the day. Well, that makes me very uncomfortable. Everyone, everyone <laughs> is a liar. <laughs> so, so yeah, they're just like dirtbag, shitty, like, and and uh, they wake up the next morning and it's the whole like, so uh, that was fun. You think I could get your number? And she then explains that it's probably not a good idea because she's trying to be a better person mm-hmm. and she wants to go to Africa and build wells and and it, basically she wants to have a more positive impact on the world because she broke up with the guy that she broke up with for like really like superficial reasons she didn't she didn't like his nipples yeah she didn't like his nipples and he licked his lips too much mm-hmm. there's a third thing but i can never I can't remember, remember what yeah, the third one is doesn't matter. yeah so but the idea is like she's superficial and shitty and i was gonna say super superficial super that, superficial which she is but like uh, she's very superficial and uh, shallow and shitty. So she's going to try to do a thing to better the world, which we we will get into that later, but uh, is sometimes not the best idea for recovering after uh, a negative thing happens in your life. But we can, we'll get into that later. So, so she says, no, I don't want to give you my number. And then cut back to our boys right um there is like uh i wonder she has like a roommate that she goes home to francie yeah who i feel like she has a conversation with prior to her future conversations and like I'm just like totally blanking out on what they talked about. But she lives with a roommate who's also a shithead. Yeah. That's basically like the gist of it. Yeah. Is that her roommate is also just like a shithead who says like mean things. Yeah. Um, which definitely explains their friendship a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then they like cut back to the boys um who are getting ready to oh he wants to do this like swimming um he wants to do like how far is it 12 kilometers um so he wants to swim across like some bay yeah Yeah. a bay of sorts um or a lake or a pond whatever the fuck he wants to do a long swim yeah uh and by he we're talking about robbie Robbie adam Adam scott's character the blind gentleman the blind brother yeah um, and you can tell, like, just by the way he talks, he's very, he's not as much of a shithead as he is in Step Brothers, but he definitely kind of has that air about him. Like, he's very important. There are a couple of different times where people are like, oh my God, you're doing so great. And he's just like, I know. I know. <laughs> like, yeah. um, so they uh, start to train for that, even though, like, Nick Kroll is just, like, not about he very it. Very much, he, he just doesn't want to swim. Yeah. Which is completely like fine and within his rights. And instead of saying, okay, I understand, uh, Adam Scott says, well, just ride in a boat or something. Like, figure it out. Um, which gets into, and this movie touches on a lot of this, this thing that I, I was actually talking about with some folks last night, which is the greatest burden of having a disability at least for me and I would imagine for some others um, is the wrestling with feeling like a burden and the level of burden you feel like you're placing on other people and deciding 
how to interact with that burden. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, it, it's a constant battle and a constant struggle for everyone, I think. And depending on like your level of independence or really in cases like where you're physically located, like where you are currently at, um, like let's say we traveled somewhere and we're at a hotel in a super unfamiliar, busy area and uh i needed something from you know a store 10 miles away you know mm-hmm. um i could ask you to go get it i could try to order it on doordash there there are any number of ways i could try to obtain this whatever whatever this mythical item is right mm-hmm. and f- for some number of them there is a level of dependence right right and so it's this internal battle of do i do I ask? Um, and if I do ask, it, what what happens when the person just says no? Yeah. Um, and what happens is you have to just say okay. And be okay with the fact that that item is now something that you just don't have unless you figure out a different way to obtain it or uh let's say like in my case i have some technologies available for this the like as a solution to this problem but like let's say that i i got a piece of mail or i uh was i grabbed the box out of the pantry or something and i and i needed things read from it mm-hmm. with reading i i can't read text i just it it's not a thing i can do um and that's just a piece of reality but in now i can use you know my phone and it can read most text for me pretty immediately mm-hmm. but let's say you were sitting at the table and i asked for you to read it and again what if you just said no is it how so what what if you what if you just wanted to say no what it's really hard for me to say no to say no right but like it, it's anytime also, I say no, I instantly regret it. But it's also like a so it's it's such a complicated thing because I don't want anyone to ever feel obligated, right? Right. And so like there's this there's this level of like uh almost like hidden coercion, right? Where it's understood that if I ask someone for something, they're all they're preloaded with guilt and that feels shittier to me knowing that part of the reason someone is okay helping me with whatever or giving me a hand with something is because they don't want to feel like shit for saying no it has nothing to do with me it's often a them thing which we get into here in a little bit in this movie too, is that, that it's not a, it, it, it's, it's really hard to explain like what that dynamic is and where the whole, you know, offering assistance, saying no, 
asking for assistance and receiving a no, like those those two things are are miles away from each other, right? Mm-hmm. And so when when you find yourself in a position to ask for assistance, it's not just asking for assistance. It's a thousand things all happening at once where at the end of it, you're going to feel like a piece of shit no matter what. And perhaps there are people listening to this that are completely past this or have found a way to cope with it better or manage or deal with it better. But I I can promise you that there are any number of people. Ooh, that was a doggy bark. Mm-hmm. Um, I can promise you that there are any number of people who have had this feeling before where you are dreading asking someone for hey can you you know do x for me as it relates to my disability right Mm -hmm. is that it's not ever simple and i think that this movie's probably underrated uh, in terms of its uh like how it deals with that issue because from the perspective of someone like that is blind there's so much more going on in this movie than all the like surface level like haha he you know the he asked for something and the guy said no and they all like ah punch him in the shoulder like we're just joshing around like that kind of shit mm-hmm. there's a whole like second layer to this movie and that I, that's part of why i liked it so much is because it it's almost like two two movies happening at once. And I, and I, I think they did a really great job with that struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if from your perspective, like how much of that you recognized in it, but it was, it was sitting super heavy on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, you can go back to the plot. Sorry. <laughs> I t- did a total standard. Uh, no. Why did you just uh, strike me? It was an accident. I oh. meant to pet Henry because I thought you were <laughs> he is very he's, needy. He's like up on our business. I thought you were like trying to let me know something. So you no. like, like <laughs> tapped my knee. I was like. No, there... I can I can stop this at any point in time. Yeah, I, I have like, the power. Yeah, I was like, is there some like super secret shit going on? <laughs> I'm yeah. doing Morse code like on your leg. Oh God. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's I, I think if you watch this movie, maybe uh maybe go in with a consideration of what it would feel like to have to ask for help um and and to have to ask for help from people that love you and care about you and want to help you but also have shit going on <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like uh, it's it's such a good movie for that sort of uh like jumping into what that what that looks like yeah it's it's it does a really great job um but he i mean where do we i forget where we went from here oh we we get uh two characters meet for the first time yeah so um because of jenny slate slash rose um being like feeling like she needs to like help people. She, um, we're just going to put a pin in that and then we're going to go over to, uh, Robbie and Bill and the reluctance that like Bill has for doing like the training and stuff. 
Um, it seems like he doesn't like swimming, first off. Yeah. But. And, I mean, they're in, they didn't say, like, how old they are, but if they're just, like, their normal ages, like Nick Kroll and Adam Scott are, like, in their 40s. So, like, and he's been blind since they were very small. Yeah. So, it seems like he's been doing this for This has decades. been going on for a bit, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, but the next day, Adam Scott is like, oh, like, I am not, um, I, I don't need you to help me train. I, someone at the center, like, wants to help me train. Yeah. Um, so, Nick Kroll's like, oh, okay. And he just, like, <laughs> pops the TV on. It's just, like, Sweet. cool. Like, yeah. I can do whatever. And he works at, like, a, it's called, like, Copy That or something like that, um, where they make, like, banners. And it's kind of like a Kinko's or something. Yeah. Um, or like the copy mat if you're a, a ye old Lafayette resident. Oh, the copy mat. The copy mat is that like a laundromat? Uh, I never thought of it that way, but maybe. Okay. I don't know. Um, and then so we have Robbie, of course, inevitably meeting Rose, who's doing her volunteer work with the center, and she's the one who, uh, volunteered to help him. And so he's kind of just teaching her the ropes and like how to um, guide essentially. So they start by just like kind of a jog Taking in the jog, woods yeah. with like the tether. Mm-hmm. And um, she's very, I mean, nervous. And this is where like I was feeling very, like I, I could feel that a lot because it's even now like we'll go on a walk and like if I don't see like a tree branch or something and Jordan gets smacked in the face I'm just like oh my god I'm so sorry so like she's really like nervous and he's very gracious about it he's not like arrogant or he's not like impatient or anything like that yeah I mean which you, you have to be yeah I know but just knowing how like arrogant and stuff he can be and seeing later scenes in the movie like sometimes yeah. like he's not the most patient person yeah but i mean i feel like even even an arrogant prick when they first meet someone mm-hmm. is a lot lighter on that person yeah than they would be like later on like as i got to know you i was uh so like early on i probably let a bunch of shit slide about like if you said some like weird ableist bullshit I was probably just like, eh, whatever, fine. I don't fine. feel like I've ever said weird ableist bullshit in my life, ever. I don't I feel like you have, time. but even like a low-key... No, I know. Like something, something just like low-key or whatever. Like early on, you you let it slide as you meet someone, but then as you get to know someone better, you're just more comfortable calling out their shit. Yeah. And in his case, uh, calling out their shit means being an absolute nightmare, rude prick. Mm-hmm. Um, in my case, it's more of like, hey, uh, try saying this instead. Yeah. Um, so I keep I keep like adjusting my mic because I'm still not like fully settled into like how to sit at this our new setup here. <laughs> so like I'm just like shifting. You're struggling over there. Yeah. Um. So they meet and then so they go for like coffees or something afterwards, and he has like this like mountain of whipped cream on top of whatever he got, mm-hmm. and he like had he was reaching for sugar and had gotten a bunch of like the whipped cream on his sleeve. And like, I would know because of like how like I am around you and how I've gotten used to you, like to say, Hey, hold on a minute. 
Let me get you've this. Yeah. got like whipped cream on your sleeve. Right. But she, like being a newbie, and I think like this happens. A I mean, newbie. we definitely. Being a newbie, you know. She's, she's a newbie. I'm a, the, I'm a veteran. <laughs> around the blinds. <laughs> um, yeah. Is that a terrible thing to say? Have I uh, just said this, this ableist shitlord thing? No, I mean, I think you can say a newbie with reference to almost anything. And being a newbie uh, with regard to not being a dumbass around people with disabilities is valid, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, so... Well, it's different too. Like you understand in general, be a person, be a normal person. Yeah. And you're good to go. Um, Some people don't do so well with that. They try to like grab the arms. They Right. Talk, and they that's what I'm saying. So try like, to, like what... talk loud into your face, like all that shit. Yeah. So what she does is she like grabs, goes to grab for his like sleeve, but ends up like grabbing his hand. Yeah. And he, like, grabs her hand back, like, thinking that she's, like, making a move. Right. And, like, goes and, like, kisses her on the mouth. And she's like, oh, t- what? what is happening? Mm-hmm. And then it's the whole, like, oh, I thought you were, nope, I wasn't. And then, but if you, and the that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Which I learned the a bunch of stuff from you when this happened. Hey guys, uh, just popping in for a second to give a brief content warning. Uh, for the next roughly eight minutes of the cast, we will be discussing a, a sexual assault situation. So if that is not something that you're interested in hearing about, skip ahead eight minutes and you'll be clear to listen on through. Love you. I don't think we should. Okay. Then we won't talk about that. Yeah. So we can. We can get into it a little bit. So the uh, National Federation of the Blind has these training uh, facilities. Mm -hmm. And they are currently going through a pretty large controversy about... um, about sexual assault on their campuses and at their facilities because there seems to have been a pretty i don't want to say like an organized effort because i also don't want to get fucking sued by them but it seems like there there was a significant amount of um abuse of students by instructors uh it's not clear whether that was just outright you know physical and verbal abuse or some sort of sexual abuse um but there are definitely multiple uh allegations of uh sexual assault and sexual abuse student on student Uh, it seems primarily like it was a uh, male on female situation um and when uh students experienced these assaults they would uh, report them to instructors or staff members and then nothing would happen uh it's apparently been going on for several years uh we will share um 
in the show notes and uh, on our social media, there's a victim statement that has been written by, I think, 150 uh, people who have experienced this at these facilities. Um, and I think that uh, it's abhorrent and that the NFB seems to be making some sort of actual concerted effort. The most recent statements that they've released uh, have a third party getting involved to try to put in place a better system for reporting and holding people accountable and uh, not just letting this shit go anymore. Um, and I had heard uh, from, you know, folks in the past um, that uh, that some blind people have... Uh, that some blind people seem to take advantage of any physical contact and try to make it sexual. And I'm saying some blind people, um, and I fucking dare you, anyone, to come at me with the hashtag not all bullshit. Um, because it's true. Um, and the victim statement is pretty plain. And uh, I believe the statement and I believe all of all of the people that have experienced this trauma. Um, so go, uh, give it a read because it's important and it's saying some important stuff. So, so there's that. Um, we got into it. Sorry. That's <laughs> definitely not what I thought you were going to get into. So, Oh, I thought that's what you were referencing with like nope. the touch. <laughs> so nope. what? Well, no. Well, there it is, though, and I—I I mean, I, I think that's still important. Yeah. Um. So, uh, like I said, we, we'll post—we'll post the victim statement in our show notes. Um. And, um. Yeah, give it a read. It's they're they're important words written by people who uh, have lived the trauma. So, uh, what did you think I was? Uh, I just kind of thought you'd some like uh, like the way that you talked to me you were just like oh yeah like some like overwhelmingly like blind guys will like take that as a sign yeah yeah um I, so I I just felt like it was kind of important to not hit it so lighthearted in mm -hmm. the context of what has been going on because mm -hmm. we had talked about the we had talked about the victim statement and the, and the all the assaults uh, in the past mm-hmm separate from from the context of like just the yeah some blind guys thing um but i don't think we had talked about it with the listeners so i didn't necessarily want to bring it to them in such a lighthearted manner mm -hmm. without them having the context of its reality mm -hmm. because i it it's important you know um it's important to know that like that's not just like, oh, yeah, you know, boys will be boys type shit. You know, yeah. it's yeah. it's fucked up. And uh, I I wanted to just go ahead and do it. Like if I, you know, and that's why I kind of wanted to to, to skip it maybe. It, it, but I figured if I was going to talk about it at all, I might as well let do the whole thing. 
So there's the whole thing for y'all. Um, but from so from there, from the oops I oops I kissed you scene, mm-hmm. um, it basically default. I just got booped by oh. Henry. <laughs> my cat. <laughs> I was like, not me. My cat just booped my finger with his nose. Um, so there, here we basically just dive into the whole like love triangle type situation, right? Where uh, Robbie uh, brings home. It's really more of like a V. Oh yeah, the bre- well. So I think typically, like in shows and movies, they they'll call things love triangles. Yeah, but they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. Yeah, we can we can have a whole podcast about how polyamory functions and ethical non-monogamy functions. But yeah, so it's it's basically one woman being pursued by two separate men mm-hmm. who are brothers, um, and that's kind of the gist of the rest of this movie. Right? Is can Bill win Rose's affection back from Robbie? Find out next week on yeah, that type of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, there there are several like fun, like blind, uh, tropey type things that happen. Like, um, you know, walking down the street and, or no, not walking down the street. Uh, there's a scene where he's like training, swimming in the pool, and Rose and Bill are talking, uh, outside of the pool. Mm-hmm. And what you said it was like a pool noodle or something. Yeah, he has like one of those like you know those hands that you get like a sporting event like those foam hands. Oh, we're number one. Yeah, yeah. It's like on the end of a pool noodle, and he will like tap Robbie right before he has to do his little spin kick thing to okay. like kick off to of kick off the wall. The wall. Okay. Um, and so he misses that because he's in such like a heated conversation with Rose. Mm-hmm. So then Robbie like smashes his face on the pool, right? Mm -hmm. Does he like, it seems like he busts up his nose maybe? Yeah, he has to like go to the hospital, but he gets like a couple little stitches on his nose. Yeah. Uh, Which I can attest, and I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, I have two marks on my right eyebrow from times that I have uh, been very confidently walking and smashed my head into a wall and had to get, uh, in both cases, it was actually liquid stitches mm. uh, on my eyebrow, which is a very bleedy place. Like your forehead, oof, you get one little scratch in that, and there is just blood everywhere. Yeah, we need to get you like a cut in the right place so you can look more, more like, like Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah, they're both on my right eyebrow, which his, I think his is over his left eye, right? No, I think it's over his right eyebrow. It's just like he's missing hair. Oh, okay. So I need to do like the little eyebrow shave boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, do you want to hit us with like the next? Oh, no, you were right. I think it is over his left eyebrow. Oh. Oh, good. Well, then we can get we your can other it. eyebrow. Nice. Very good. Um. So, I mean, it, there are a handful of other, like we could we could go through piece by piece on the rest of this, but like the, the gist of the rest of the film is high tension around the swim race thing and and like will they won't they tell uh, yeah the brother yeah so so when bill and rose hooked up they you know they just had like a one-night hookup or whatever and then uh robbie comes home with rose and introduces her and it's like this unspoken agreement to not tell robbie 
So then, like, the rest of the movie is that, like, does he need to know type of thing? Yeah, and and they have this, like, really awkward, like, interaction at a restaurant um, where there is a gentleman who I'm not sure, I, I know that he's, or it was, it was said in the movie that he was disabled. Uh, I'm not sure if, you know, if it was like, uh, if he some had sort Tourette's of like a or, cognitive like, or yeah, yeah, like autism or like some kind of um, cognitive disability. A disability that, that resulted in a verbal tick. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> Robbie turns around and like shouts like, hey, can you keep it down? I'm trying to eat here. And uh, um, uh, he's, he's, <laughs> he, he's disabled. disabled. And Robbie's like, I'm disabled. Which, I yeah. mean, I can vibe on that to some degree, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, God, one of my earliest, like, uh, blind goddamn moments, I... <laughs> I don't know if I have I told you the story of the time I was getting a a soda pop. <laughs> so I'll just tell it. I, You're gonna have to be more specific. So once upon a time, I was at a Speedway gas station getting a soda pop. I ah, just, yes. We pulled up to the gas station. I just ran in real quick, um, and I. So most. Uh, as far as I know, at least most Speedway gas stations are laid out pretty similarly. And so I assumed that this one was laid out like the rest of the minute and it was so great. Got it. But then I remembered, okay, maybe their little soda machine isn't laid out like other ones. So I turned to the person to my left and I said, Hey, can you tell me, is this uh, I think I was asking about maybe Dr. Pepper. So I pointed at the thing and said, is this Dr. Pepper? And they didn't answer. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay fine rude and i thought maybe they've got headphones in or something and then a woman puts her hand on my shoulder and goes uh he's deaf oh (laughs) so rude so (laughs) so me a blind guy with no real way of uh determining like it, so a deaf person a blind person uh, being able to communicate is a is a there's quite the barrier there mm-hmm. and so for that to be like one of my earliest like awkward interactions was it, it was it was interesting mm-hmm. and fun but then the the person that said hey did, did she tell you yeah she said yeah that's dark she said yep that is okay and then the rest of the day but um you know uh sometimes uh you know awkward shit happens Mm-hmm. Like the time that I asked a guy where he was from. Oh boy, we've already talked about we, this. Have we talked about it? Yeah. Yes. I was like, hey, where are you from? Because just like thinking like, because I think he had like a British accent maybe mm-hmm. or like a Danish accent. Uh, And I didn't know anything else about him, but I probably shouldn't have asked that. Yeah. Because he... uh. Really, you just shouldn't ask people that in general. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, sometimes you lack the context required for tact, and it's better to be quieter sometimes. Um, and I think that's what that scene was about, and it was really awkward because, <laughs> yeah. like, I can totally imagine myself like making that mistake. 
<sighs> being like, oh, oh man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, but in that scene in the restaurant is, is another uh, kind of interesting, oh, blind that happens. Oh. So do you know what I'm talking about? With the parents, like yeah. the interaction yeah. with the parents. I feel like you, so go ahead and tell this because I think you can kind of relate to it on some level. Um, Maybe. Uh, so the parents of that boyfriend that she had had earlier in the film who died. The, d- who died like moments after they broke up. Yes, that she's still feeling guilt about. They're at the restaurant and like say like, oh, hi, like it's nice to see you, blah, blah, blah. And then Robbie gets up and like introduces himself and he's just like, yeah, I'm her boyfriend. And the only thing Rose says is, he's blind. <laughs> and it's Oh just, boy. Uh, I was super far away from my mic, but oh boy. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't do that all the way in the mic. Um, So like he kind of like, he asked her like, what, what the fuck was that basically? And yeah. she's like, I don't know. I panicked. Like, I just, I didn't know what to say. And like he basically boils it down to like her saying like oh like I'm I'm helping like this is my boyfriend but it's like it a, a pity thing yeah. yeah yeah um and he like threatens to leave the restaurant he makes a whole fucking scene and I mean, like and it's just like it's not like for me it wasn't even like he was like hurt because of the the blind thing it was just like him just being an arrogant ass. He's kind of an ass, yeah. Yeah. But I will say that, like, there are definitely occasions where, and and this hasn't really happened with you. It's happened with you maybe on, like, a very micro, micro level, like a teeniest bit of, of this, where you... And maybe maybe I'm different than everyone. Maybe this podcast will reveal a lot about how my brain operates and I'll get letters from other disabled people saying, nope, not a thing. But you will sometimes hear someone you love, a family member, best friend, someone you're in a relationship with, say something that's just slightly weird. And... gets in your head and like makes you think like wow does this is that is that what this like how this person sees me like it 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 makes you kind of re-examine uh your relationship with the person on some level and like that sort of thing like where the first thing the person says is oh he's blind like so is that who I am to you, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, and again, like I said, it's only like, it's only ever happened with people that I no longer associate with really. Um, and not for that reason. It's not like if you made a mistake and said something awkward or weird that I'd be like, ah, you're done. But the people that tend to make those mistakes make them because of, some weird shit in their heart, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it like, so from, from that there, I, I don't know if it happened before or after, but the, what's his, Bill, Bill and Rose are having this conversation about how she's helping him or helping, uh, Robbie like train. 
And they had had the conversation earlier on about how she wants to go to Africa and dig wells and that sort of thing. And Bill just outright says to her, like, he's not some sort of like charity case. Like, you're not a better person for helping my brother train. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't. And, and that's the thing. Like, we talked, you know, a handful of episodes ago about, like, how a person once came up to me in a grocery store and handed me $20. Yes. They didn't do that for me. They did that for them. They did that so that they could go home. And, again, uh, to to re-explain it to some people listening, I didn't take the money someone that was with me took it and i was too stunned in complete disbelief to like turn it down like it just happened so fast you know but like they they didn't do that for for the for me mm-hmm. they did it so that they could go home and pat themselves on the back and feel like a good person right mm-hmm. and there are people that treat folks with disability as an opportunity to feel good and to to do good in the world, right? Right. Um, and it's it's tough when <laughs> when sure it's great to have someone helping me train for this race or helping guide me uh, on my run or on my swim or whatever. But at the same time, you know that like what lives in their heart is just like God. I am such a good person, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's her characters is her character is very interesting deciding whether or not you like or dislike her like do you did you did you end the movie liking her or disliking her um i just sort of feel lukewarm about her yeah well because she you eventually realize that like her heart probably is in a good place like it's clear the whole movie that she's just fucked up right yeah, and, like, I don't think she was ever into Robbie at all. Like, I'm right. sure that, like, she wanted to be. Right. But, like, once, like, Bill was reintroduced, like... She realized that, yeah, like, oh, like, I've wanted to be with you or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um. Well, and I feel like, so... And maybe... I don't know what, like, weird fucked up shit you've been through through that could equate like it's hard to equate to i broke up with someone then they fucking died Mm -hmm. but we've all been through some like mild trauma in our lives and then either considered or actually went out and made a bad relationship or dating decision you know Mm -hmm. like something messed up happens in you it's not necessarily like rebounding or anything but it's definitely like I am in some level of emotional trauma, so let me go make this bad decision. Mm-hmm. And her bad decision was to, to pursue uh, Robbie, right? Like mm-hmm. to go through with that. But yeah. um, I don't know. Let's not spoil the ending. I want people to watch this. What? That's not fair. We've done it for everything else. Uh, okay, so let's let's do it. But stop here if you think you'll go watch it. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to give you like 10 seconds of silence to make your decision starting now. We're not going to do any number of seconds of silence. Shushing is probably really grating on their ears. I really, I'm... Turn off the podcast. You guys have no idea what's going to happen to Jordan after this podcast. Listen, we, I'll tell you what's going to happen after this podcast. I'm going to go plant some flowers. You go ahead. I've got a road trip to make. So y'all back? 
Okay. Uh, glad you so, watched the movie. What'd you think? Uh, I'm going to just like power through the rest of this. Got it. Um, after the restaurant thing happens, uh, our three characters like end up back at the house. Um, and Robbie, I don't remember, like Robbie had left for something. He, I don't remember if he was upset or he went to hang out with his friend that has a gun. <laughs> he has <laughs> no, a blind friend. That's Bill. Oh, Bill that's... has a blind friend oh, who has Bill a gun. Bill has a blind friend who has a gun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, basically, uh, Bill finally is like, listen, like this thing between us is real and we're going to fuck on this couch right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like in the middle of it, Robbie gets back. And like they're getting dressed, like quickly getting dressed, and Robbie While like he's sits in the room. down, yeah. yeah. And he's just talking about how wonderful and supportive they are of him, and how like things yeah. are just so great because like they're in his life, and like he can really like do the swim. I think this is the night before the swim, yeah. And um, he's just so happy to have them, and he like pats them on the back and like they're barely talking at all yeah. like they're just like feeling they're freaked horrible, out horrible yeah. as they should yeah um and there's this big thing about the swim like he wasn't gonna be able to yeah the coast cards and the organization that was putting the swim on said that a blind person wasn't going to be able to compete in the race because they what they say they couldn't handle that sort of thing or didn't have the insurance for that sort of thing and they refer to it as like that kind of thing or that sort of thing which is exactly the language folks use anytime they try to exclude people with disabilities they won't say whoa 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 no no disabled people they say like that kind of thing that kind of thing or like as you if know, that makes it better yeah yeah they use like soft weird like padded language like that but mm-hmm. yeah so then so he's basically just like he's doing gonna just this on his do own. It on his own yeah yeah um, so the morning of the race comes, or not the race, because he's just, like, the the swim The comes. morning of his swim. And he contacts, yeah. like, media, and so, like, there's a news organization, or, like, mm-hmm. a news channel that shows up, and this whole bit. Like, so, like, it's, he basically puts together his own version of the, the swim that he was going to do. Yeah. Um, and both Rose and Bill are, like, on the boat. They have, like, an air horn. Um, he finally, he does acknowledge, like, Bill in the news story, um, yeah, this was like the first the first one where we hear him say like I thank my brother Bill he's been here with me through all this like that you know. But then he says to the news. Well, uh, I mean it makes sense because he's the reason I'm blind. So and then he just like goes on his merry way. Yeah. So it was like this really like heartfelt like really awesome thing for a second, and then he just like, just, like turns it on, on his it. head. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, uh, there's like an air horn that they just like do like one toot for, was it right? Yeah, it's one for right, two for left, or the other way around, one of the two. Yeah, and, and then, then three, for, three danger. for danger. Um, so they get into the boat. Um, he's behind the boat. It's just like a, it's a rowboat. So like, Bill is just like rowing this boat in this really strong like 
currents yeah, it seems across a, this bay. It seemed a little bit like implausible. Like wouldn't yeah. they have wouldn't they have just gotten some small motorboat? Yeah, like, like I maybe it just that was less safe. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um but there's a point, like there's a struggle where like there are other boats out there like with their horns. So like he hears a horn, so he starts turning and then they have to like they have to say like hey man the course. Yeah. And like he gets really frustrated. Robbie gets frustrated with them. Um and like just get like snaps at them and then like he was halfway done and they had forgotten to like pack his water. So he was really pissed off about it. Got into an argument with both of them. Like they're like, just like get in the boat. It's fine. He's like, No, I lose. Like if I get into the boat. I gotta finish the thing. Yeah, like yeah. he has to finish it. And they get in the screaming match and like basically um he calls Robbie or he calls Bill out and he's just like uh like when were you going to tell me that you were trying to steal my girlfriend um and then he tells Rose like you know he's not so great like he's the reason that I'm blind like um he also says uh if you wanted to take her all you had to do was tell me you know cuz she's pretty easy yeah like, like he oh, just boy. really he's like shitty going for to it both yeah. of them and so he, um, like, they get into a screaming match, and essentially, like, it boils down to, like, I don't need you, and, like, I hope you drown. And, like, he swims off. Uh, Robbie swims off, and they're still just, like, they're just, like, sitting there. Like, Rose and, and Bill are sitting in the boat, and they're just, like, what the fuck? Like, why Why do we even get this upset? Like everything is ruined. Yeah. yeah. So they, like, went and to try to find him, and they couldn't find him. Like, and so it just cuts to, like, hours later. They're, like, trying like to whole, find him like, still. Rescue. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, no, like, he hasn't turned up. Um, so Bill goes out, like, one last time um, to go and, like, search for him. And so he's screaming, like, Robbie, Robbie. Like, and, like, I'm thinking, like, he's legitimately he's drowned. Dead. Like, yeah. this turned into a, a, a drama <laughs> yeah. real quick. So, um, but he he had been, a t- uh, he had gotten onto, like, a one he's of, like, the a, buoys a with, like, the bells on them. Ding, ding. Yeah. So yeah. he ends up like putting him in the boat but then like only until like just before people could see him um because like he want he was exhausted obviously yeah. and um they kind of like made a pact that like they would never talk about like him taking <laughs> like, a break taking yeah, yeah like this shortcut um so he gets back in the water and quote unquote like finishes the swim and of course gets all the accolades and stuff and rose is gone um, and we find out that she had gone to the parents of the ex-boyfriend's house and just said, like, I just need you to know that, like, we were arguing and I feel really guilty. And they're like, well, what were you arguing about? And she's like, well, we had just broken up. And they're like, oh, OK, well, he had told us he was going to do it, but we weren't sure if he had done it yet. And she's like, what? And they're like, yeah, he said you watch too much TV. And so, like, <laughs> so, like it, it takes a lot of like the emotional weight off of her, yeah, and allows her to just be like okay with the fact that they broke up just before he died. Not right. not necessarily okay with the fact that he died, but right. like with with what you know, because like she wanted to break up with him, and it was nice to know that he also wanted to break up with her. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. Um, I mean, is there? So there's a romantic conclusion too. Oh, that. 
like Rose ends up with Bill. Yes. Yeah. But no, I mean, there's a lot of like deep, dark shit, like not deep, dark, but like heavy, emotional, like blind shit that you can pull out of that movie. Or if you don't want to just watch it and it's fun and funny. Yeah. Like, I definitely expected it to be like super shit lordy, terrible movie. No, and I'm really I, glad. I that thought it was not. great. Yeah. He uses his cane correctly most of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I really did not have any big, like... There aren't any, like, shitty, like, ah, you're blind, ah, like, butt of the joke type things. Right. And there's definitely, like, opportunity to explore, like, some issues, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I really enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah. Um, What do you you rate it? Uh... I don't know. I mean, it depends on like what context or it like. It's obviously not a fucking like Oscar contender, right? Well, right. But it's it's an eight. I yeah. I was gonna say yeah, like it's, it's a an solid eight. eight. Yeah. yeah. IMDb uh, says six, but apparently you see Jenny Slate's butt in it. Oh yes. So if you're into it's Jenny nice Slate, one. yeah. She's a tiny gal though, right? She's like really small. Yeah. So she's probably got it's like a couple of apples or something. No. Tiny, tiny little booty. No. Um. So yeah, if you're into Jenny Slate's butt, check it out. If you're into blind <laughs> people, <laughs> check that out too. If oh, you dang. like swimming, I'm into blind people. If you like swimming or running, just uh, Adam Scott, he's good. Check it out. It's uh, I I enjoyed. Yeah. So and it's not like Nick Kroll's typical, and this is not to like pass judgment at all because I like Nick Kroll's like typical work, but it's not like his typical like dick and fart obnoxious yeah. stuff like. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I was surprised. I, we, I don't. We hadn't even Hi, talked about it, or we weren't really even aware of it, right? Like, it just kind of popped up on one of our searches. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I thought it was great. Um, do you have any trivia or anything about it, or did we not dig too deep into it? I mean, there probably can't be that much about it, other than like, oh, Nick Kroll worked on uh, Parks and Recreation with. Um, <laughs> like that kind of like. Jenny Slate and Adam Scott. Yeah, like. Um, I didn't look into the trivia. Let's see if there's anything terribly exciting. But, oh, hey, Nick Kroll, Jenny Slate, and Adam Scott all previously starred together in Parks and Recreation. Yeah, I figured. I figured that would be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was originally made as a short film in 2003, while Sophie was in film school, starring Tony Hale. Who's Sophie? I don't know. Who's Tony Hale? I don't. Oh boy. I know. Part of this film was filmed in Lakewood, Ohio. Scenes filmed at Lakeview Park in Lorain, Ohio. Huh. Cool. So there that's all the trivia. Nifty. Well, there you go, folks. Uh thanks for tuning oh, in. Oh, Sophie nope. is the director. Ah. Hey, Sophie. <laughs> directed Sophie. directed by a girl Sophie. This was a good film. Thank you for directing it. Yeah. We are apparently dicks for not knowing that you did that. Sorry, um, Sophie. We're the worst. We love you. Um, do you have any announcements for the people? Any big news? No. Nothing. Make sure to check us out on all our social medias. We're everywhere as site attendant. Uh, we're also on pretty much every podcast provider. Uh, also, check us out on buymeacoffee.com slash site attendant where you can hand us money. Um, yeah. We like money. We uh, also like listeners. Yeah. So share us with a friend. Share us with Go so go to your uh open up your like if you're an Apple user open up iMessage if you're an Android user open up your texts the first four people uh, at the top of your list there send them a link to our podcast yeah 
That's your homework assignment for the week. Oh my gosh, how did we forget? We have another Stacy in our Stacy fan club. Oh yeah, shout out to Stacy, someone that lives on our block, found out that we had a podcast and uh, we bumped into her yes yesterday yeah. day before yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, one of the some, days sometimes the days all blend together yeah and she was like oh, i listen to your podcast it's great uh so welcome the third stacy to the stacy fan club uh i don't know when they're holding meetings but just reach out to the other stacy's yeah um and they'll they'll get you the info that you need um, but we love our Stacys for sure. We sure do. And we love all of you and all the moms and all the dads and sisters, brothers, friends. Yeah, we do. Everybody. That's true. Got anything else for the people? I don't think so. You I think wanna, I'm I think I'm good. You want to hit them with that adios? No, you have to. Okay. Love you. Bye.